0: the Minds I Like podcast and I just want to introduce you to an amazing guest that I reached out to. I really liked her platform and um, it was a day when I was just really manifesting and focusing on sharpening my mindfulness and trying to tap into someone that can help me with my focus. So it was really cool to connect with mindfulness with me. Tisa May is a graduate of the University of Akron in Akron, Ohio, where she studied political science and criminal justice, earning a bachelor's degree. She then returned to Toronto and completed a diploma in social service work at Loyalist College. After graduating, Tisa May earned a career in child welfare where she worked directly with children and families facing a wide range of challenges for 10 years. Using solution-focused techniques, as well as mindfulness-based approaches, she's been able to improve the mental health and well-being of those she works with. Tisa May is a trained, guided, meditated Oh, sorry. Tisa May is a guided meditation facilitator and is currently completing her master's of education degree at U of T, OISE, in counseling psychology. And I want to say congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know... um, Wow. Studying in times of COVID, we really need to uh, focus on what that must be like. And mindfulness would be an amazing way of keeping things into perspective while we, you know, learn remotely. Correct. And I find that really interesting. And I just want to talk to you about two things. How did you get into the health and wellness field? And can you just share with us how mindfulness has really helped during stressful times?
1: Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, So I began my journey into um, the wellness field um, some years ago. As you had mentioned, I studied uh, in Ohio and I was all gung-ho on becoming a lawyer and studied political science and criminal justice. And um, I was in my actual senior year, my final year of university, and I needed one more credit to graduate, just a random elective credit. So um, being that I thought I was an athlete and you know fit and had this good practice of um, taking care of myself, physically at least, um, I decided to take a yoga class, thinking it would be a breeze. <laughs> Easy breezy class to get my final credit. Um, yeah, I was definitely wrong. <laughs> It was so much harder than I thought, not only physically, like the physical challenges was, was a bit of a shock because I'm thinking, you know, I work out, I do this, I should be able to do yoga. Um, Yeah, definitely was a challenge. But what I thought was the hardest part of that class was we began every, every class with a 10 to 15 minute uh, meditation that was guided by my prof. And it was Outside of the yoga poses and that stuff, the meditation at the start was so challenging for me. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why can't I quiet my mind? Why am I thinking about everything else but just being present in here? And that really kind Mm -hmm. of spiraled me into wanting to learn more about it and wanting to understand it more. Um so yeah I was I would have if I could have I would have changed my major right then and there but it was literally my last class to graduate but that's what kind of prompted me to go back to school when I came home and get into the social services field and um working with with people in that in that aspect so yeah, it was kind of kind of a wavy way to get to where I ended up. Um, again, like I said, I didn't plan on this journey, um, but that one class really changed my direction and my view of what wellness looked like because prior to taking that yoga class, i if you had asked me, I was great. I was in great physical and, in my opinion, uh, mental health. Um, and that really opened up my eyes that there's more to well-being than just the physical attributes that, you know, we really need to work on our mind and cultivating stillness and calmness and mindfulness. Um, so that's kind of what led me to go back to school and, and pursue education. And again, going back to now I'm still in school because <laughs> I just love it, um, pursuing my master's in um, counseling psychology. So that's kind of how I got to where I am. Um, and your second question, uh, if you can remind me, because I ramble sometimes.
0: Well, I thought you were just hitting it right on. Just in terms of um, how do we manage during these stressful times? And how do you find mindfulness and learning mindfulness has helped you?
1: Yes. Yeah, so definitely, I would say I tapped into my practice and mindfulness more than I ever had in the past year with the with the current climate that we're living in, um, being very isolated from others, um, everyone telling you to stay home and not socialize, which can be a big part of people's lives um, so i've really tapped into just finding finding the present moment, like finding myself right here and right now, really focusing on little amounts of time so whether it's like one to three minutes of stillness and mindfulness um, as opposed to these longer drawn out practices because the last year we've been inside we've been with ourselves more than we have ever probably in our in our life so being with ourselves and for people that are not used to actually sitting with themselves and knowing themselves, it can be hard. So practicing little moments of mindfulness throughout our day. um, I always use the example of just literally stopping to smell the roses. Um, It's not necessarily roses. It could be we're taking a walk or we're walking from the bank to our car and we just smell, maybe there's fresh pizza making next door and we can smell that fresh, just stopping to enjoy those little moments of pleasure in life has really helped um, to get through this pandemic and this COVID times that we're living with right now. So little small practices and then building on that has really helped me and helped people that I've worked with in the past year to cultivate mindfulness and, and calmness and stillness.
0: Absolutely. And imagine that you had a class that you can actually sign up for. Yeah that focused on wellness and how great is that?
1: Yes, that has been uh, really good. I, Like you had mentioned, I have worked um, in social services and social work, child welfare specifically for the last decade or so. Um, But the last year, again, like being with the whole COVID and being isolated and away from our friends and loved ones, it really prompted me to take it one step further, right? Because I do use the work in my day-to-day with clients, but taking it one step further where we can still be connected um, virtually, uh, uh, obviously, um, but still be safe. And I think being able to practice mindfulness and practice meditation in the comfort of your own home has um, been huge. And I've got to actually, to be honest, I've gotten a really positive Um, feedback from it and and good turnouts and um, it's been going really well, right? And people, I think the live guided piece is really important because you can go on YouTube and you can go on these different sites and pull up a video and, um, you know, listen and follow along. But having the live piece where um, I'm actually watching you, I'm seeing that your posture is correct, that we're doing the breathing correctly and it's interactive it kind of brings back that social piece um, that we've been cut off from for so long with, with COVID and the pandemic. So being able to interact real time and, and going through certain things with people has been really beneficial as well as when you do meditate sometimes, you know, feelings, thoughts arise that are not always the most pleasant. So having someone to work with you through that, to, kind of deconstruct that and what has brought that on it can be really helpful in in the live sessions versus watching something that's been pre-recorded before but they are both beneficial and you know just starting to bring that practice into our everyday lives and making it more habitual is a start yeah so it's been really good I've had really positive feedback and I'm really excited going forward
0: and in terms of your community, how do you find your community to be right now in terms of who tunes in at that time and practices mindfulness?
1: Yeah, so the community has been um, surprisingly pretty diverse because um, I do have, I do have um, practices in classes for children between the ages of 4 and 12. Um, so we, we do tap into that demographic with the kids. And um, in terms of like the adults, it's been it's been pretty diverse. I've had a lot of um, interest from people of color, which we know historically, we tend to shy away from mental health and those type of services. Um, But I find that because it's not traditional where you're, you know, lying on a couch and shedding your feelings to a stranger, it's I've I've gain more interest because, again, you can practice at home. Um, There is the privacy aspect as well as the community aspect. So I I found that I have gotten some reach from more so from people of color than in um, other forms of therapy or traditional forms of psychotherapy. Um, and then more recently, I've gotten some interest, which I'm really excited about, from the LGBTQ plus um, folks, and I really, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm really excited about that and um, spreading that mindfulness and meditation practice to folks who are struggling with gender or sexuality identity stuff, and really focusing on like self love and self compassion. Uh, with that group and um, working my meditations and mindfulness um, with that population. Like I'm really excited. It's, it's not new by any means. Mindfulness meditation has been around for thousands of years. Um, if you look into the history of it, um, it's more relatively new, obviously in the West, but it's growing. And I think it has so many benefits and I'm excited it's versatile and it, it can be applicable to like children as well. Young as three or four, right? And across different um, populations and um, cultures, races, stuff like that. So I'm really excited.
0: So in terms of the dates and times that you have your mindfulness, I know you do it early morning, what are the times that you uh, practice?
1: So um, I do Monday evenings, I do uh, mindfulness meditation on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. And then I do one on Friday mornings that's specifically around love and kindness, um, really showing ourselves self-love and compassion. So I do those ones early morning on Fridays at 6.30 AM. And then Saturday mornings, I do a meditation for children, uh, which really should be like a meditation for families. I should probably look into re rebranding that because we want to encourage the cohesiveness of the family and realistically, a four-year-old is not going to sit there and meditate on their own. So we encourage parents to sit with their children and meditate. And it is more of a family meditation. Um, So we do that on Saturday mornings at 9.30 a.m. And I'm not sure um, if you had heard me before, but I do also every month provide a free live guided meditation on Instagram Live. It's about 15 or 20 minutes. um, And again, it's It's accessible to anybody that has, um, an internet connection or a device. It's absolutely free. And it's, um, a way of giving back to the community and helping our community, um, allowing people to test out the process of meditation without having to fully commit or be, you know, stuck in this weekly class that they may not enjoy. So it's a good way for people to try it out and, um, have the benefit of someone there live guiding you to answer any questions, to help with breathing and posture and things of that nature. So I do that monthly, um, once a month, usually the last weekend of the month. And, um, And it's open to anyone
0: and everyone. Wow, that's so amazing. And what's one thing that you've learned while you've practiced mindfulness?
1: One thing that I've learned, um, I've learned, it's really helped me. And if you, if anyone that's known me when I was younger and, you know, a teenager, I was really short tempered, (laughs) very easy to like fly off the handle. Um, and it's really honestly and truly helped me just stop, stop and take a moment before I respond and, um think about how my response is going to affect me and how it's going to affect that other person. So it's really giving me that little switch to stop and recognizing um, what what's going to, like, trigger me per se. Um, I know that on days, I try to practice every day. There are some days where it's just not possible, but I recognize that on those days where I'm not able to practice or meditate, um, I am a little more
0: on edge. Share with me one thing that you do to heal your community.
1: Yeah, So I know that the practice of meditation and mindfulness is fairly new in the Western world. So it's pretty, it's a new idea and ideology to people. So what I've tried to do to, to help promote it and, and encourage the healing of our community is to basically um bring awareness to it. And by that, I, to do that, sorry, I've offered, um, mindfulness meditation classes guided live every month for free on Instagram live. So it's an opportunity for people, um, to come out and try it out, test it out, see if, um, if they like it. And it's, it's nice. Cause I know, um, there are a lot of like meditations and guided meditations on YouTube and different outlets, but to do it actually live with a a guided facilitator right there, it can be very beneficial because it helps um, the person feel comfortable for starters, but also if they have any questions or um, any, you know, negative thoughts or feelings arise, there's someone there that can myself um that can walk them through it or go through what's 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 happening in the moment where you don't actually get that real-time um interaction when you do a a recorded version um so that's been my way and and putting it out there to more people of um color uh people of different races and backgrounds to kind of get it out there because it's not it's not as popular as i'd hope but it is growing um, and then um, another thing that I've just started, um, we are launching a Mindfulness with May meditation line, which includes um, like T-shirts and tank tops, meditation mats, um, gratitude journals, stuff of that nature. So we've decided on our end, um, 10% of all the proceeds during the rest of the year for 2021, will go to our local Boys and Girls Club and hopefully bringing mindfulness and meditation practices uh, to the youth throughout the inner city and different communities across Ontario. So we'll be sending a portion of our proceeds from the merchandise we sell to the local Boys and Girls Club of Ontario. So just a little Wonderful. bit to back and heal our community in that sense. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I really love that. And I like the fact that, you know, you see that whole um, cycle, of life in terms of offering and giving back and getting young people involved. So, uh, question, um, how do you find the social and emotional benefits of mindfulness? Is there, cause I know that I would see automatic evidence, but, um, how do your listeners, um, share with you the feedback of how mindfulness has helped them?
1: Yeah. So um, a lot of the feedback I get initially uh, from people is that they can't like, they can't focus, they can't concentrate. Like there's so much stuff going on, as you can hear trucks in the background passing right now. So when you're trying to meditate, a lot of people, that's their initial response. Um, But with practice, like anything else, you tend to get better at it. So some of the like positives that I've heard from um, my clients are that it has helped them to de-stress specifically Mm -hmm. in like work-related situations. Right. So I really try to focus on taking mindful moments throughout the day because we don't always have 10, 15, 20, or 30 minutes to set aside to just do nothing. It would be amazing, but you know, given the reality of our day-to-day lives in society, it's not realistic. So I really promote taking little mindful moments throughout the day, a minute here, 30 seconds here. um, And people find that to be very helpful, even if it's just before you go into a stressful meeting or something, doing a breathing exercise, taking 60 seconds to do some deep breathing to decrease that stress before going about that meeting or presentation or or whatnot. Um, So people have said that's been very helpful, those little mindful moments. And those that have been practicing with me um, for a little bit longer have found that it does help in their day-to-day life. Um, just with taking on tasks, like going into something, but being aware of it, like, because you're really tuned in to what's going on around you. And then being able to respond or react from a place of awareness, a place from having thought out the situation and not just being reactive and responding out of emotion or something else. So that's, that's been a helpful, um, attribute that mindfulness does create. And I, even with my own practice, like I try to practice, um, meditation every day. I'm pretty good at it in terms of daily practice, but the one, two days, maybe on like a Sunday, I may have slept in or something. I noticed that, um, my awareness is a lot lower and I'm more reactive in terms of how I interact and respond to things when I don't practice versus when I have my daily morning routine. So that's kind of some of the benefits, de-stress, just being mindful and, and, and mindfulness inevitably breeds kindness and compassion.
0: Absolutely. And for people that are interested in connecting with you, and checking out what you have to offer. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so right now I do offer classes three times a week, uh, Monday evenings, Friday mornings, and Saturday mornings for children. Um, All my classes are available to register online at www.mindfulnesswithmay.com. You can register there and get a description of the different types of meditations we offer. Um, as well as on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, you can check out some of my meditations that are up there for uh, for trials and as well as register for classes and stay up to date with my um, monthly live guided meditations that I do every month on Instagram Live to try it out if you want. So there's lots of opportunities to connect.
0: Wow. I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you, Tisa, for coming by and sharing with us what you have to offer. And uh, people, please connect with her today. <laughs> and you're listening to the Minds I Like podcast.